This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. Sadness. Where does that come from when maybe the day before you've been happy and you just wake up with this this feeling of sadness? I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to Let Her Be Heard. I'm going to kick off today with a question for you, Barb. So this is not pre-planned, so I'm really curious as to your response to this because our community member popped in this query of why do I wake up with a feeling of sadness and what might trigger that when I was happy the day before? Mm. And so, of course, as I do, I pondered this for for a little while. (laughs) And what I want to know, Barb, is... In all your years of being a taxi driver, where you would have seen thousands of people come into your taxi and sit with you and, and you know, you hold a beautiful space. And in all the time that I've seen people, whether it's been in my profession or just, you know, friends, family, I want to know, has, has anybody come to you, Barb, and said, I feel really happy well, what do you think might have triggered that? Why, why do I feel I was sad yesterday? Could, can you help me with that? I'm just curious, and I, and I don't mean this. I don't mean this in a joking. I'm not making light of this at all. I'm just curious as to how many people question you about their feel good feelings. That's interesting because you're right. They don't, and I'm kind of laughing about it. But yet. Um, yeah, people don't say, hey, I'm feeling really happy today. You do, do you know why? They don't. So, yeah. Yeah. So, And I wanted to open with that primarily because I think that shines a light on the way in which we judge mm-hmm. how we feel. What is good? What is bad? What is right? What is wrong? And to me, that's the cause of the suffering, really, or some of the suffering in that. Good point, Andrea. Yes, I love it. And Christy's joining us. Hey, Christy, so glad you're with us. And Dee, too. Yeah. yeah. And Di. So oh, Diane, yes. Cool. Awesome Great. to have those along with us, everybody mm-hmm. that's tuning in. It's brilliant. But, like, that that was the thing, Bob, that I really started to think about, even though I can relate to what this community member is saying in that there has been times over my life uh, where in the in just as I'm waking up, I can yeah. feel this heaviness. <clears throat> Excuse me, mm-hmm. I can feel this heaviness, and it's in I don't know where we would call our soul. I guess it's my solar plexus for people that that follow chakras. But there's a weight and a heaviness, and it's like a feeling of dread. And then as I as I sort of become more and more awake, and I go about my day, it will shift, mm-hmm. and. So when this when this question came in, when this was posed, I was like, okay, I get that. I can feel that. I know, I know that feeling. Have you ever had that, Bob? I just want to know. Because I, I reckon I know your answer, but go with, go with me here. Sure. Yes, Andrea. I know you're implying that I don't, but I'm human. <laughs> I'm human just like everyone else. So yes, there are days that I'm like, oh, this is an interesting emotion. This is an interesting feeling. So yes. Yeah, awesome. But I think the key for you, or this is my reflection, is that you know how to shift out of that real quick, right? 
I know well, you how spend to... your time with it. Yes. 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 I spend my time with it. And so, okay, I'm going to throw it over to you. So what do you think? Like this person sort of said, well, what, what, what might trigger this? So I'm wondering what, like, what's your experience with it? Or do you just, what's your experience with it? If you have felt that way? Oh, I've been thinking about this because you did tell me what the question was going to be. I didn't expect you to ask me that, but you did tell me what the question was. So um, one thing that for myself is I have learned to become an observer of my emotion. So I just observe it. And then and I heard this teaching just the other day, and I really like the words for it, then become the contemplator of the emotion. So observe it and then, oh, I'm feeling heavy. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling angry, frustrated, whatever it is. And then observe, uh, contemplate, how does that make me feel? So we have an emotion of, you know, she named it sadness. And so I'm going to guess because it was named sadness, it probably didn't feel good. So if it doesn't feel good, then you get to be the decision maker and pick another emotion. And that's kind of an interesting thing. Go ahead, Andrea. I can tell you're thinking. I had a question because I was like, what comes to mind straight away is that, but Bob, if it was as simple as pick another emotion, don't you think I would have done that? What do you mean just pick another emotion? Well, maybe you would, but also the, in for our listener here with the question of, but I was feeling happy yesterday and I'm sad today. So why am I feeling sad today? And that goes into the contemplating that that's you observe it. You contemplate it. Like, why am I feeling sad today? And then, you know, like, is it legitimate? Is there something sad? And I need to sit with that for a little bit and just feel it because I'm not about just ignoring your feelings. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying sit with it. And so like there's some days when I wake up and maybe it feels heavy. And so heavy just means like, oh, something just feels a little different. Something shifted. And I can ask, I can ask myself, what is it? And sometimes I know and sometimes I don't. And then I ask, well, what should I do with this? What do I want to do? What, you know, asking my own truth, our own knowing that we talk about all the time my own knowing, what, what should I do with this? And then be the decision maker. Okay, I'm going to sit in it a little bit longer. And sitting in it doesn't mean that's bad. That just means oh, I'm going to feel it. I need to feel this to heal it. Yeah. And, um, or I can go, you know, everything's okay. And I can choose an emotion of happy or or just happier than I was happy doesn't mean you have to go from sad to like nothing's wrong everything's fine no happy just means like I can find a like maybe I think of something I'm grateful for maybe I could just shift myself a little bit maybe I can shift myself a whole bunch maybe it's a little but what this does Andrea is take your power back yeah. You don't have to believe every thought that comes through your mind. Yeah. And so I find that very powerful. That's what 
let her be heard and listening to the voice of love is all about taking your own power back rather than giving it away to like, I don't know what's wrong. It just feels so terrible. You know, yeah. like, no, sit with that, contemplate it, figure out what it is. And, and you might not know all the answer to that, but do I want to stay here for a while or do I want to choose something else? You know, my mom always used to say, you can make it be a good day or you can make it be a bad day. <laughs> and I think it's that, isn't it? Knowing that we have that power of yes. choice is no like choice. one of the, and the thing that I really wanted to reflect on, Bob, because I, I, I know this, well, I think I know this to be true for you or it's what my reflection is that we can find peace even in the disharmony. Yeah. That makes sense. So sadness is just a thing, just like happiness is just a thing. It's just an yes. experience. It's just a feeling. It's just, it just is. And I feel like when we place the judgment around it, which is why I opened up with the question, mm. when we place the judgment around it, that takes us further away from being able to find our peace in the discomfort of, of sadness or sorrow or confusion or if we gave ourselves permission to be able to just be in whatever it is we're feeling the answers naturally tend to come a little easier a little quicker a little you know because we don't tend to get stuck in it is my is my experience um and the thing for me but when I reflect on when I was thinking about this, okay, I can remember waking with a heaviness often. And I'm not talking about after my husband passed away. I'm talking about when my life was kind of like back on track and I had no legitimate reason for feeling this weight and this sadness. And for me, the feeling I get is that in those moments, I wasn't connected I wasn't connected to that place, that essence. And so therefore I couldn't trust in the outcome. It was the unknown. There were, mm. there were bits and pieces out there that hadn't quite moved into place or were moving out of place or things were changing. And I was not in a state of trusting one myself or two, my belief of, the universe and how it works through us or the voice of love and how it works through us. I wasn't connected to that. I wasn't trusting that whatever comes or goes is absolutely for my highest good. And yeah. so there's this, this weight of I don't trust, but I didn't know that that's what was happening yeah. until I contemplated it. You know. I like you said two things, Andrea, that I want to touch on. And one of them right here is the – the, um, they kind of go together, like the judgment of, uh, of an emotion of sadness. And then like, oh, I, I shouldn't feel like this. There's nothing really wrong in my life. Like you said, there was no obvious thing. So why am I sad? You know, we get really hard on ourselves and judging it. And the other thing, so don't judge it, just observe it, just let it be, feel it, deal with it and you know heal it that's what it but the other thing is um to live in the moment versus like what you're talking about just a second ago it's like it's it's there's a negative outcome of some sort and so we're we're anticipating all this stuff that we don't even know is going to happen 
and and we we really don't we to stay in this moment is such it's such a place of peace versus worrying about what's going to happen or thinking about what's going to happen or judging what's going to happen you don't know what it's going to be and if you believe everything is for your highest like you just talked about for your highest good it's all going to come together and not to have an expectation of what coming together looks like either. Exactly. Exactly. I love that because there's two things now that I just want to um, <laughs> touch on. It's funny, isn't it? How we bounce. Yeah, I like a volume. Yeah. But that judgment thing when you, you talked about that and in terms of judgment, there's still that feeling for me of are we enough if we're yeah. not happy? Mm. Like because I really do believe that there that sometimes it's hard for people to be around sad people. Like we have that fear of oh, you know, and I've I've experienced that with friendships where they're like, oh, I'm just so heavy, and it's like, but I love you anyway. And that feeling of are people going to be okay with us if if we're not, you know, high and vibe and everything and, and happy and content and all of that sort of stuff. So there's that part of does it tie back into our enoughness? Mm-hmm. That I'm only enough if I'm happy. I'm only enough if I'm up up and, and, and cracking sort of thing. And I've lost the second one, so don't worry about that. But Just a second here on what you just said, that that judgment is about ourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not enough if mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Like, we don't even have to give other people that opportunity to judge us. We've already judged ourselves. There's something wrong with me. Why can't I be like this? And um, yeah, sometimes we are our hardest critics, you know, of judging ourselves like that. So instead of just accepting like this is how I feel today. And when you accept it, it's amazing how much the intensity lessens. It's like, oh, I am. But because it's kind of like the, the the fire underneath it is the judgment, really. And we probably don't recognize that. And I love how you say we don't even have to give people the opportunity because that's really that's really what it comes back to, isn't it, Barb? Is this this sense of power and this sense of okayness and enoughness really comes from happiness how we feel and and what our judgment and criticisms of ourselves are and can we be okay if we wake up sad and heavy can we be okay if we have anxious moments first thing in the morning or last thing at night like can we be okay to say this is a part of my experience and nothing is right or wrong nothing is good or bad everything just is because it takes the fire out. It does. And Andrea, it's kind of like, you know, in our title, Let Her Be Heard, is that inner, you know, it can even be like the inner child. And if a child came to us as they woke up in the morning and said, you know, I'm sad today or something, we don't say, get your act together. You're not allowed to be sad. What are you you doing? You have no reason to be sad. Yeah, there's nothing. What is it? Yeah, instead we might give them a hug or we might say, everything's okay. Or, you know, we comfort. That's it. It doesn't really matter what we say. We we move towards it. We comfort. We move towards a child instead of like, you're too much. 
And that thing, like when we say, I'm sure you don't want to talk to me today. I'm just a downer. Like, oh, you've already determined all that. And then when you can embrace yourself, the, the her inside you that's hurting, that's sad, that's whatever the emotion is, and just allow her to be, I'm telling you, it takes away the sting of what we decide is a negative emotion. It, I mean, I don't really believe in negative and positive like that, polarization like that. I think it's all just who we are. And so just allow ourselves to feel it. And, and it's that, it. yeah, it's that taking away, like out the outside. What am I trying to say here? So that there has to be a reason. Like we have to, it's almost like it's, it's not okay to just experience a feeling like what are the triggers? Like this, this person, you know, asked us, what would the triggers be? Which is not something we can really answer. And we know that because everybody's triggers are going to be completely different. Everybody's feelings of not enoughness will play out somehow. And that might not even be the trigger for someone. They might go enough. No, that's, that's not it. But you know, even we have to find a reason. Sorry, go. Well, we're talking about this for just a second. You know, if there's anybody watching us and they want to make a comment, tell us, like, do you wake up like that? Or do you, what do you do with the feelings like this? Like, I would love to hear somebody else's input on it and address that. So keep going. And, but I would, and, and you know, and if anything is triggered, if anything has come up and like, oh my goodness, that's, that was it. I don't trust. I realize that I'm at a crossroads and what that, like whatever it is, whatever your experience yeah. is, we love being able to engage with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that whole, it's like we can't just be okay with the not knowing either. Oh, like just for the moment, you know, that like what's the triggers? What Because for me it's almost like because when I know the trigger, I'll know the solution. I'll be able to fix this. And it's like. What if there's nothing to fix though? Yeah. What if this has you? Yeah, yeah. And when you were talking about the the inner child and the vulnerability, and I know that this is called let her be heard, so it can be confusing in some ways. But this is that the innocence, that the the feminine energy that really needs that compassion and love that part of us that so many of us find it so challenging to talk about our insecurities and our vulnerabilities because it's wrong or we're not enough or you know we judge that or it's not safe yeah because yeah exactly but why did we forget Bob why is it so challenging for us to really recognise that there is a really vulnerable, innocent aspect in all of us that just wants to be loved. Andrea, if we knew the answer to that question, <laughs> that solves everything. Like, so where me, it's it's so and I mean, I know. <laughs> for me, it's not so much like, why is it that way? It's like, it's like okay. It is that way. What do I want to do with it? I'm the contemplator and the decision maker. That's what I do. Because, yeah. you know, we don't need to go there. But, you know, that's like, why did that happen? We don't have the answers to so many of those questions. And so, 
Yeah. What's D say here? She feels it's her subconscious doing a bit of healing during the sleep. So I wake up in the process of healing. And and that's a really good point because embrace that, D. Embrace that. Like thank you. Thank you. Tell yourself thank you for allowing the healing. Tell yourself thank you for that your subconscious is is so alert and and transforming you while you're sleeping and then you wake up in it and just be grateful for that what happens if you turn that to gratitude instead of a suspicion you know a a judging suspicion of like what's wrong with me and it just comes to gratitude and i'll bet when you do that you can feel the energy in your body go it's okay i'm healing and if you think of that in a physical sense you know, if you break your leg in the beginning, when the healing process starts, it's painful, but we, we're usually can handle it because we know we're healing. And so I think that's a beautiful thing Dee, that you are aware that it's healing. I just, I love that for you. It's exciting to me. And I love that how she, how Dee has drawn attention to that because I really do think that we can find so many answers in that when we're just that drifting, when our our conscious mind has has sort of started to shut down and all of the voices and all of the, you know, has, has kind of rested up for the day. It's It's kind of when, for me, it seems to be the clearest of that underlining stuff. Like all of my writing... And it drives me insane. But a lot of my writing will actually run through my head like as I'm going to sleep and then I can't remember it for the life of me when I wake up. (laughs) But it's like all the defences have gone, all the judgement and all of that energy that keeps us caged in looking for the reasons and looking for the answers and judging. It's like we've kind of been let out of that cage for that snippet of time, like when Dee says she wakes up. She feels like maybe she's been healing and she wakes up in that healing process. I get this feeling it's because our defences are down. Our subconscious is and isn't awake yet and we get that glimpse of and grab that when, when you talk to Dee about being grateful, like grab that and go, this is what it's like to not have that subconscious judgment, criticism, I should or I shouldn't be doing because that's, the essence right there isn't it yeah it is it's a beautiful thing yeah I love it it's like those moments when like the world in a way kind of calms down for you and like for me I know you know nobody's going to come to the door the telephone isn't going to ring I'm just safe to be me and and I don't know the word safe is really but I'm not going to be interrupted and, uh, you know, before I go to sleep and then when I wake up in the morning, of course, that's some of my favorite time of the day that I spend time with the voice of love and just soak it in and, um, you know, not have to rush off like, oh, the alarm's off, get up. Like it, it is precious time to me. I can't imagine my day without that. So thoughts and poems and then they're poof they're gone I know know. it's beautiful that we get that snapshot isn't it it's amazing so yeah so I do want to ask Barb 
I was hoping that you would bring bring that up so I could delve into that a little bit, if you will. The voice of love, Bob. The yeah. voice of love that you you know everybody has access to. Mm-hmm. Can you can you give us some words to what that really is for you in terms of like I know that I have these thoughts in the morning and evening that's when it seems to be the clearest transmission but I just thought that was my thoughts Mm. I'd really love to know your take on on this relationship or this connection with the voice of love okay okay? (laughs) it is okay it is okay try to put some words to it so like when you say those thoughts come and stuff um for me I I've just decided to believe that those thoughts are from really deep within me, like from the the fabric that I'm created from, which is love. We're all created from love. And so I just started saying, oh, that's love talking to me. And the voice of love is always kind now I'm not saying it's always mushy and oh just all flowery that happens a lot but it's kind so even if there's some what about this or some thoughts that like oh didn't think about that like um one of my friends used to say it offends my head but it really resonates in my heart yeah you're gonna feel it in your heart and you're gonna go like oh but The voice of love is just this knowing inside and I call it love itself. And so I just like listen to those whispers. I say whispers that endlessly float across my heart and they touch me in a very deep, intimate way of like a knowing about myself that I didn't know or no one else could know and reminds me of who I am. And there's so many voices that tell us, um, they define us as something like a, like I'm a mom, I'm an employee, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm all these things, homemaker, whatever. But who is Barb Gibson? My name is Barb, but this is my name. Who am I? And love itself will tell you who you are. Speak your identity. And when you know your identity, when you know that you too are this love, you are loved and you are love itself. And when you will accept that and believe it, it changes your, it changes everything. It, you, it's like taking your power back, Andrea. That's what it's really, it's taking your power back. Um, Angel, I, I love this so much. Thank you. Thank you. She's a new friend of mine, and I'm just so happy to so have her. Nice. So I'm glad that this is resonating with you. But that's what I talk about. This voice of love is this deep inner knowing. And so, Andrea, you and I have had conversations off the screen here about what if that was love, Andrea? And you're like, I never thought about it like that. I was so, I was, I was so wanting to be able to share the reframe from last week is it okay if I do that yeah 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 where are we on time oh we got a couple yeah, minutes yeah. We're, we're good to go good. so I really do want to share this because um we've both been on our own healing journeys in different ways and stuff like that and so 
I can only ever speak from where I've come from, just like you, Bob. But mm-hmm. I just want to be real quick in in sharing with our audience what the power of having someone to hold your hand to just get you to ponder the way in which love can speak and the choice we have of listening and the power of having people that can make you hear things that maybe you haven't realised are there. And so what I mean by that is that if you tuned in last week, you will know that I shared a story about we're talking about mums and that I hit a crossroad with I needed to go and speak to my mum and either we would never have anything to do with each other or something would would bring us together. And I spoke to Barb about the fact that I didn't hear the voice of love as she so beautifully articulates that it's kind and and it speaks to our identity and what happens if I'm a good daughter and I didn't hear those things. I wasn't tuned into those things. I didn't have a person to help guide me at that stage. So I heard your selfish biage. That's what I heard. And it got so, I got so conflicted with, but this doesn't feel like who I am, but that's that's who I'm telling myself I am and it didn't feel great. And you said to me, Bob, but what happens if that is the voice of love? And the reason that, you know, in terms of that explanation is what if happens if that is love in motion because it was the thing that I listened to that created the change in my behaviour. It's the thing that stepped me closer to speaking my truth, mm-hmm. to actually finding love and compassion in my heart and and what I, what I want to be really uh, super clear about is the reason that that was the voice I listened to is because I didn't know how to hear the other at that stage. So while we can listen to that and while those voices have been what I have listened to, which has created a flow and effect of me changing my life and, and taking back my power, there's a gentler way to do it. And that's what I want to articulate here, that we can have lots of different voices and it can be love in motion, but what happens if we can remember how to listen to the kind, nurturing, gentle love and therefore not need to respond to the you're a selfish bitch sort of stuff? Mm -hmm. The choice letting go of the judgment, Barb. Like these are such important things that, one, we have a choice. Two, we don't need to judge. Three, emotions just are and can we be with that. Yeah. And that's so Dee's here thanking us, wonderful moment, beautiful. We love, love our our community here and for the people that keep showing up and, and supporting themselves through supporting us, and that's what our community is about. So, Andrea, can I respond to what you said? Sure, just a sure. yeah. So last week when that moment happened, you said it was kind of like, let's face it, Barb, you and I have had very different lives, and I haven't heard this voice like you have, and this is what I heard. And I just, after the show, I was able to say to you, what if that was love? And so what I want to say to any listeners that's thinking they don't hear, 
I promise you, you do hear. You do hear. And what we, our intention here with this, with our shows, with our community that we have in a Facebook group, with our workshop coming up, all the things that we do, and we're going to be doing more of these kinds of things, is to walk alongside you and reflect to you how you do here and to help you reframe some of some of your thinking about it. And so we're always full of questions. We don't have answers for you. We don't know your answers, but you do. And we can help you listen to those answers. And you're going to hear, you might hear totally different. That was Andrea's point. She heard different than I do. And that's okay. That's perfect. And yet, For Andrea, after we got off the phone, we were able to reframe that a little. And she was like, I never thought of it like that, Barb. And so just for your, for you, Andrea, you have softened in many ways and you've opened up. I don't say the F-bomb, Barb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There used to be a lot of energy behind that. Yeah. But um Just the energy, just the, like we said, the energy behind some of that stuff and the grace that she was starting to have with yourself. You're not just starting, but you're having so much grace with yourself and so much compassion for yourself and so much understanding instead of judgment. And that's the voice that we are wanting to help you hear because you all hear it. Everybody does. And so that's a little shift and we'll keep talking about that stuff. Absolutely. And And the one thing is, you never stop learning. Never. You know, you can no. you never stop going. Oh, like so there's we're not getting you anywhere. There's no destination. This no, is there's just, no arrival. There's just a beautiful opportunity to just be together, us with you, you with us, kind of thing. And that's awesome. And yeah, until and next freedom week. For all of us, freedom within. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and we'll reconvene next week. Same okay. time, same place, new topic. Can't wait. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone.